Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. Unfortunately, we had a few Wi-Fi issues on this episode, but it's still a great listen. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Courtside Moms. I'm your host, Wendy Sparks. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Ravancha R.J. Avery, the mother of the 2022 WNBA number one draft pick, Ryan Howard. R.J., welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So excited to be here. Oh, thank you for being here with us and and getting ready to share some awesome stories about <laughs> about Ryan and you must be so excited. I mean, we are now not even actually now we are a week removed from the drafts. So tell us what has been this week for you. Um exhausting, still exhausting, <laughs> uh a whirlwind. Um I I I kind of expected you know, a lot of stuff for her, you know, and I'm like uh, preparing myself to help her get through a lot of things that, you know, were to come for her. What I didn't expect was for things that were going to come for me, you know, different types of interviews and everything. So I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. So, uh, but it's been exhausting, but, you know, so much fun, um, still in, you know, all uh, it's still a surreal feeling uh, that my daughter is the number one WNBA draft pick. What a blessing. I can imagine that it has been an exciting few months for you and your family leading up to the draft and then the day itself. So can you relive those moments for us and tell us all about them? Definitely. Um, nail biting. Uh, I mean, you can go back to the season where, um, you know, you everybody had just put Kentucky to the wayside. You know, they had gone on that landslide of a, a losing skid and nobody thought that they would even make the, I mean, if, if it's possible, not even to make the SEC tournament, but uh definitely the NCAA tournament. Uh, and then after, you know, I think Ryan just, the light bulb went off for her, you know, just, you know, she was like, this is my senior season. Uh, she started becoming the leader that the coaches wanted to see verbally. And, you know, the one win turned into two, turned into six, turned in, eventually turned into a 10 win streak leading into the SEC tournament championship. Uh, so it was definitely a fairy tale, you know, goosebumps all over. So then leading into the NCAA tournament, but then, you know, it came to an abrupt end. Uh, and so then here we go again with the nail biting, waiting on the draft. So you keep hearing about, could Ron Howard go number one? Could she go number two? Uh, will she go to Washington? You know, there's ties to Indiana with Lynn Dunn. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there, you know, and then, you know, here comes Atlanta <laughs> with just 
place. And while she was doing that, she participated in the um, the three-point um, shooting contest oh, okay. in New Orleans. And uh, as she was there, and then she was going to Minneapolis for the final four, the light bulb went off for me. It was like, snap. When she comes back, she's got to get ready to go to LA for a wooden and then draft. I'm like, I got to go pack up her apartment. <laughs> the things we do as moms, right? <laughs> so I'm like, oh my gosh. So communicating with her, trying to see when she'll be back. So I get there on Monday thinking she'll be back, you know, early Monday. No, so I'm there. Uh, uh, her roommate was there, Blair. And I was like, well, Blair, I'm coming in. And so I started packing. I had one of my friends with him. We got everything like packed up. And so when she finally gets back to Lexington, I was tired. You know, she was tired. Yeah. And, um, you know, but we had to leave something out because overtime was, you know, starting there filming and, you know, made it seem like she actually helped out. <laughs> as we do <laughs> um, but I mean like I say the the feelings and emotions were just everywhere you know she was on campus for what to her last time she was uh, about to turn in her senior project so she was going around showing everybody she um, had sewn this quilt it was beautiful on one side it had um Kentucky or it had UK and like some patches had basketballs but on the other side she had requested uh, her teammates um, some support staff I think some professors you know uh, her soror uh, to write some messages to her short messages so she uh, ironed those on the, the flip side of them. So she was going around showing them before she turned in her senior project. And wow. it was very uh, heartwarming, heartfelt. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the emotions for me, like, I, uh, I mean, just here recently, I just get just filled with emotions. Mm -hmm. uh, and I mean, it was just very touching. So, you know, that's where we are. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. And now look, she's in the WNBA. Right. right? So, <laughs> I mean, the Atlanta Dream certainly, certainly wanted Ryan on the roster as they traded their third and 14th pick with the Washington Mystics for the number one pick so they can land your daughter on their team. To me, yes. that says a lot about how much of a skilled player she is. I mean, when looking back at Ryan's goals and your dreams for her, did you ever imagine that an organization would go through such lengths to get your daughter? No, I mean, I, I knew she would end up in the WNBA because she, that was her ultimate goal. Yeah. Uh, she set her mind to it, but over the course of the years, you know, coaching her, you know, watching her at a young age, watching her, you know, her work ethic. It's not surprising now. Um, and I think, you know, honestly, I think she'll be a better professional player than she ever was a collegiate player because she'll be, you know, entering in with players that are on her level yeah. um, already. 
Let's go back in time, though. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> I mean, we know where she is now. Let's talk about some earliest memories that you had of her and basketball and let us know where it all began. Okay. Um, well, it began um, when she was about seven, seven or eight. We were in Virginia and she was playing uh, on the co-ed recreation league team. And, um, you know, just watching her, she, she wouldn't, you know, double dribble. She wouldn't do it. But, you know, just watching her when most kids that age, if somebody's inbounding the ball, they're all crowded around like me, me, me. She's standing in the back trying to anticipate where the ball is going to go. So I'm like, okay, maybe the coach told her, you know, whatever. Uh, but then, you know, she was still in and score, you know, or she'll still in score. But, you know, in that league, when you scored a certain amount of points, I'm not sure if it was 12 or 15, then you have to sit the rest of the game. So, I mean, if you scored it in the first half, then you're not playing anymore. And so after the maybe the second game, she didn't shoot anymore <laughs> or that much. And uh, so her brother and I were like, Ron, why aren't you shooting? Why aren't you shooting? And she was like, I just want to play. I want to be on. The, I don't want to sit on the bench. And I'm thinking this kid is seven. Uh, who, you know, has that insight to yeah. think I don't want to sit on the bench? Most kids like I'm scoring all the points I can get. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I knew then, you know, should she, you know, decide to continue in basketball she was going to be something special that child knew what she was doing <laughs> that she knew because you know what some kids would be like i'm going to score everything i can and then i'm going to sit on the bench with my popsicle and just right. eat it in the wild during watch everybody else play right. for her she's like oh no i'm going to be here from the beginning to the end of the game so let me, let me i know already that i can shoot let me pace myself for the whole game but now it's a whole other thing now they're like please shoot Please score. Yes. We need you. And she's still doing it. So good to know that that started when she was seven. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then, you know, the next year, um, I think we had. I don't know if we had come. I, I grew up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So I don't know if we maybe we had because I moved. I, I was coaching a lot. And I think maybe we had moved. No, that was like two years ago when she mm -hmm. was nine. Um, we moved back to Chattanooga. Right. And so she was, um, the recreational centers had a hotshot competition. Uh, she won. So, you know, then she went on to regionals and won that. And um, as a result was uh, flown out to San Diego to mm. compete. And, you know, she earned a bronze medal. And she, you know, she hates it because there's a bronze. She was like, the sun, it was outside and I couldn't see. And the sun. <laughs> <laughs> like, but you got a bronze medal. And I'm like, hey, we got this. I have a bronze medal with 89 uh, Olympic Fest. It was called Olympic Festival then. So we're the same, you know. I guess she then she was like, girl, I don't want to be like you. I want something else. <laughs> She's like, I'm Ryan. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I love that, eh? Just the innocence of children, right? 
You're like following no. my footsteps. Right. And they're like, I don't think so. No, no ma'am. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Ma'am. yeah, yeah. Respectfully, no. Well, right. you were a coach and you also played basketball mm-hmm. at the University of Florida. Yes. So Ryan had actually said that you coached her up until she went to high school. Mm-hmm. What was that like for you to coach your daughter? And how do you feel that you prepared her for the next level? Um, I was hard on her um, because, she, because she was so skilled, because her IQ was so high um, and I could put her anywhere on the floor. And if um, I, I do remember at a, I forget, maybe when she was third grade, maybe fourth grade, um, one of her team of Jasmine Massio, who played with her at Kentucky a little bit, um, came onto the team. And, you know, Jasmine was a little point guard because she was tiny, you know, so she could handle it, but she can also shoot. So she was hot one game, one tournament. And uh, but they the team was pressing. So I made an adjustment. I'm like, okay, Ryan, I need you to bring the ball down. Jasmine, I need you, you know, setting it up so she can already be a crowd because she was tiny and you'll be open. Ryan's going to get you the ball. I'm like, she doesn't want to shoot anyway. (laughs) I mean, she can, but she knows you're hot. You know, Ryan, get her the ball. You know, so we went on to win that game. And of course, you know, Jasmine thought I was taking the position from her. uh, And uh, I was like, no, I, I just knew I, this would help us win. You couldn't, handle the ball from one link to the other and then right. be ready to shoot, you know, with your thing. I, I actually told her that her freshman year when she was playing at Tennessee, you know, just bringing it up. You remember that time? And she started laughing. Yeah. So, um, but as Ryan was growing up, I would always have her, I mean, she can read plays, you know, she can write plays. And um, I can tell her something. If somebody else messed up, you know, Ryan, you know, I, I'm chewing her out. And at first she was like, why? I'm like, because you're, you're the, the coach on the floor. Yeah. You know where everybody yeah. goes. You, as if you don't tell them, then it's your fault. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so then after a while, she, she got it. You know, she was like, yeah. okay, well, if I know, then why not tell them? You know, so. You know, you were preparing her then and she probably didn't realize it. I mean, I was watching an interview, actually the interview that you surprised her with. And she was saying, you were always so hard on me. <laughs> it was always, I always got in trouble and you were like, do you understand why? And I just love the fact that she's like, yeah, I get it. So of course, with our kids, because when we're mom, right? We don't know anything. We're different than, you know what I mean? So for her. Despite the fact that we've played and coached, we that, still that don't, don't matter. Anything. Yeah, right. that don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't earn it. So, <laughs> yeah. So now, years later, you know what I mean? She, she, she says that, you know, you were that person that was there for her. And you know what I mean? As mom and as coach, and she talks about the sacrifices. So I just love to hear when people talk about our kids when they're younger and they're moving forward. And now they realize and appreciate all the wonderful things 
that yeah. actually came out of our mouths, right? So, and this is beneficial to her, to her career, not just life skills, right? So <laughs> I, I remember once <laughs> I was coaching at a high school uh, in Chattanooga. I think she was fifth grade, maybe. So I had a practicing uh, against the team. It was a private school. And she, we were working on defense. So Ryan was, you know, on the, the practicing offense or whatever. And somebody, you know, you know, made her fall or whatever. And I had about two or three girls running to try and help her up. And I kind of hear her say, no, no, don't do that. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God. I said, did y'all go try to help her up? Yes, coach. She said, no, don't. So I said, who helped her? You know, they're raising. She's out here. Don't raise your hand. I was like, okay, get on the baseline. I said, like, we don't help our opponents up. <laughs> Like I told y'all. <laughs> she's like, I live with her. What are y'all doing? <laughs> and they're looking at me like, she's like, I told y'all, don't help me up. I, <laughs> That's cute. I was like, that was so funny. That yeah, because so they don't understand. They're like, I thought you said we had to be nice at all times. Like, we're so confused. But, right. <laughs> yeah. And that's your daughter. We don't, we don't want to, we don't want to hurt the coach's daughter. No, yeah. she's a player. Yeah. She's a player on the score. That's it. Until the fourth quarter. Yeah. <laughs> right. So Ryan went to Bradley Central High School in Cleveland, Tennessee. Tell us about her days there and what was it like for you to watch her play? Um, it was great. I had to, at that time, um, you know, she's entering high school. So I'm trying to, I thought it was time for her to learn to play from a, a for a different coach. Yeah. Um. And so now I'm having to learn how to just be a mom. Uh, I, I still don't, you know, I never did like yell on the court or, you know, try to coach her from the stands yeah, or any of that, or have her look at me during a timeout, you know, because I didn't want that when I was coaching. Um, but afterward, I was like, well, you should do this or you should have did that. And she's looking at me like, really? And so, I'm, so, <laughs> so I had to step back. but. So the freshman year was hard for me to like, just really, yeah. you know, you know, be a mom yeah. and, and it was hard, but I loved how she um, just stepped into um, that atmosphere. Uh, she was the only uh, African-American girl on the team. Uh, so before she joined the team, I did have a conversation with the coach uh, because Bradley Central was a regional rival of my high school. Mm. Uh, and so I knew the program. I knew it would be a great program for her um, because they are the winningest girls basketball team in the state of Tennessee. Mm. Uh, and, you know, they teach discipline. The girls always play hard. So I'm like, you know, she needs to learn that type of basketball for the next level. But I did have a conversation with the coach. Um, just to express some concerns with uh, her being the only African-American. Yeah. Uh, how would he handle different situations? Because they do play a lot of county schools in Tennessee. <sighs> and um, and he was like, you know, I treat her like she was my own daughter. You know, I, you know we are a basketball family. Um, the players I have, their parents that, you know, 
of the girls I have on the team, they all care about their daughters. They all care about basketball. They care about this program in school. Yeah. So, you know, it, you know, made me feel comfortable. Yeah. Of course, I was going to be at every game, so it didn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) But still. I just wanted to know. Yeah. You know, if I had to fight everybody. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I mean, you can edit that, Kurt, if you need to. (laughs) But uh, Keep that right in. That was funny. And it's so true. Believe you me. I had some moms that'd be like, listen, I had to go in from the jump because I had to let them know. And it's true. These are our kids, right? And some people just feel, I'm going to be hard on our kids. And we don't, I don't think we shy away from that. But disrespect. Respect is another thing, right? So for me, I understand what you're saying because being an African-American child, sometimes there are some things Mm -hmm. that they have to go through that other people don't realize. So when we're bringing that to people's attention, let let them be on the lookout just like we're on the lookout for our kids. So no, good for you. I would listen. I would count on my fingers too. Who I got to fight? The coach and I got to fight that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but I did tell the coach I expected him to be hard on her. Yeah, like when right. she had her conversations with him and she decided that's where she wanted to attend high school. I asked, did he promise you playing time? Did he promise that he'd start you? Because, you know, when we first moved, she was eighth grade and she played at a different school where she could play high school. Right. So she played against him. And she was like, no, why did you ask me that? I was like, because any coach that promised you anything will not push you to That's get right. any better. They're going to just be content with how you can help them win. Yeah. She said, well, no, he didn't promise me anything. So, um, you know, it, you know, it felt good. But I, I told him, I said, I expect you to push her. I said, you know, I'm, I'm not going to interfere, you know, unless, you know, I feel like, you know, you're being physically abusive or, right emotionally abusive you know but as a player you know we will go through things and and these type of things will help her you know on the next level and Uh in life you know as an african-american yeah you know woman yep um and it was funny because me i felt like he wasn't pushing her enough um and he would like if she went down like you know I mean, and she would get fouled hard or whatever. And I'm like, get up, get up. You know, he's like, Rhino Mike, Rhino Mike, really, really, Rhino Mike, are you okay? <laughs> and so it's like, how do you give her a name, a nickname? But the assistant coach later on, was like, he's like, he was really scared to push it because he thought, you know, you would leave and take her somewhere else. I said, you tell him if he doesn't, we will leave yeah. and take her somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so from there, you know, he, he did, you know, yeah. pushed her and, um, you know, and it worked out. It worked out. I mean, absolutely. We have a vision for our kids and we want the schools to, we understand they have a program. However, <laughs> for us, it's not only about that program, it's beyond the program. So those conversations that we have to have with the staff prior to is very important because it's going to help our kids move to the next level. And you need to know that from the onset, because if that's not where they're, if they're just like, no, 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 we only care about these four years, you'll thank you very much. We need someone who's going to say, I care about these four years 
And I also care about her basketball moving forward and all the things that, you know what I mean? I, right. You want a coach that's going to say whatever she learns here and what I'm going to teach her here, she can bring that with her. And that mm-hmm. is like everything. So right. when it came for college recruitment, how did Kentucky University end up as her final choice? And what were some of the differences from when you chose your school, University of Florida? <laughs> Well, it's funny because, like, for me, like, my coach really didn't prepare me for the next level, Uh, didn't really talk about recruitment or anything. So um, I worked hard, happened to be at a um, camp where Jim Davis was coaching at Rome State. So he liked, he saw something he liked. He was like, hey. You're going to come play for me next year. Okay. (laughs) And uh, so as I entered my senior year, he was at Florida. And uh, here he comes, you know, calling. He's like, you know, you remember me? You said you'd come play for me. Yeah, I did. He's like, okay. He's like, well, I'm in Florida. I was like, okay. (laughs) I I didn't know any different. I didn't know any better, you know. Uh, but when I went on a visit, you know, I loved it. And I tell people, you know, I can tell anybody, well, I lucked up into Florida, but, you know, friends, family, they would argue, you earned that. You, I, I earned it when I got there, you know, because yeah. I worked hard. But um, so I ended up, you know, that's how I got to flood the recruitment for me, you know, compared to Ryan, you know, so I didn't want her to go through that. But for her she had already had in her mind that she was going to the University of Florida. Uh, I was like, hmm. I was like, okay, good to know. You know, so going through, you know, so when, you know, come sophomore, I'm like, Ryan, how about you just go through your recruitment? I was like, I know you, you know, love Florida, the campus, you know, Butler, who was a a teammate of mine when I played, but she was also the coach. I said, you know, her and Ron used to, when we would go on campus, you know, go get nails done to the pool and everything. So (laughs) I was like, go through your recruitment because you know just about everything you need to know about Florida. Yeah. Go through your recruitment, you know, see different schools, you know, check out their uh, degree programs, you know, the campus, you know, you may see something that you like different. Um, I said, you know, it, it won't hurt. Yeah. If you choose Florida, it's a great decision because it's yours and you've given yourself an opportunity to see other schools. Yeah. So she was like, okay. And she did. So we were going through in Kentucky Came in kind of late, not real late, but kind of late. And I think she fell in love with the coaching staff. They were, you know, very personable. They were very family oriented. And um, of course, she doesn't talk much, but what she does or what she did to them (laughs) would be. She's quick with her phone, so they could be doing something, anything, looking or whatever. So she's recording 
And then she'll send them the recording with subtitles. (laughs) Wow. And it's hilarious. You know, and it may have when uh, I think Coach Mitchell was talking with Elsie about something and he was doing this or whatever. And, you know, something like when you know somebody's lying, but you can't tell how you know, because he kept doing, you know. (laughs) I mean, she did it with just about every coach who was recruiting her, but, you know, she just instantly, you know, just had a connection with them. Mm So, um, when she um, chose her top five, um, we had gone to, besides North Carolina State, we had gone to, let's see, Kentucky, Purdue, South Carolina. Mm. Okay. And then don't count Florida because she's gone to Florida, you right. know, tens of thousands of times. <laughs> but we had gone to schools about three times including the official visit um, because I wanted her to be certain. So we we did a couple of unofficial visits. Um, and I asked her, I said, is there any scoop, you know, because I was like, we're not going to keep this recruitment up and try to get, you know, 25 schools and, you know, put it out. Or I said, because you can only go to one. Um, <laughs> I was like, so that's just wasting everybody's time. Hmm. I said, is there a school that you think you might want to go to who they have not reached out to you or, you know, haven't contacted you? I said, you know, you don't have to answer right now. Just think about it. Because if it's somebody, you know, that you're interested in, we can contact them, go for an unofficial. Right. And um, so she got back with me in a couple of days. She's like, no, I said, okay, you know, give me your top five. And so those, those are her top five. And like I said, we had done unofficials. Mm-hmm. Um, then we scheduled the official visits. And um, after, you know, she had gone, um, I don't even think we went on our official to NC State. And then she dropped Florida because uh, that's when they had dismissed Butler and then Cam Newton. Right reached out to her while she was on her visit to South Carolina, but he never reached out again. So she was like, oh, okay, fine. I guess he doesn't want to run Howard. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, when it was time for her to make her decision, I told her to, you know, I need you to call. I said, do not text. Because when she dropped it to five, she texts the other coaches to let them know mm. she was making her top five. So when it was time to make her decision, I said, no texting. I said, yeah. you need to call these coaches. Yeah. And she was like, I got to call. I said, yes, ma'am. You call them and let them know that you're, you'll be making your decision. And, you know, they are not it. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> yep. So it took her a couple of days because she was just nervous and it wasn't who I thought it would be. So when yeah. she can't eat, you know, cause you know, everybody was like, you know, you know, I was like, I know who I think I, you know, yeah, but it's her decision. I don't know. Right. I said, because 
I can't make that decision for her. I did tell her once she made her decision, she needed to be absolutely sure because, you know, we're not transferring, you know, unless there are some physical abuse, you know, or yeah. something like that. That's it. You're in it. Uh, right. Yeah. Because that's home for four years. Were you there when she made the calls? I was not. <laughs> I was not. And then, you know, and uh, but I knew she made them because, nice. you know, coaches called me. Yeah. You know, and they followed yeah. up with me. And I thought it was um, even when she called uh, South Carolina, um, Nikki McCray was the point of contact. She didn't call her. She called Don. Yeah. And I thought that was a pretty admirable on her part to call the, the head yeah. coach. Yeah. Um, because she really liked Don. And that's that I thought that's where she was going, actually. Yes, yes. Uh, so when I got the call from, you know, Dawn and Nikki, I was like, snap. <laughs> like, she did it. She called. Right. Yeah. But I didn't know what to say because right. I thought that's where she was going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I love that she had that responsibility to do it on her own. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's so important that our kids learn. You make a decision now own your decision. Mm -hmm. Right. I did the same thing with my son when he did his official visits because um, he um, he went to University of Pitt and then he decided that he wanted to leave. So at one point now he had to redshirt. So we went on these visits. Well, I actually went on the last visit, but he did two visits. He went to New Mexico State, um, mm -hmm. University of Florida and UNLV. And he absolutely loved all three schools. I thought he was going to Florida. And finally, after I said to him, did you make a decision? He said, yes, I did. I said, all right, go ahead and call the coaches. And he was like, what? He was looking at me like, no, 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 no. I, I'm, you just called now. I said, you're going to have to do it. This is your decision. And he chose UNLV. But it was only after when he heard their excitement where he was so comfortable. He just didn't want to hurt everybody else's feelings. When we called the coach at Florida, he was like, you know what, man, I'm going to be so disappointed, but I'm really, and he was like, mom, he's disappointed. And I'm like, don't worry about it. They'll be just fine. So that responsibility that mm -hmm. we put on them is saying, you got to learn how to make some decisions now. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm glad that for you as well, you saw that and you're like, Ryan, I'm going to go downstairs and I'll be later. I'll really? see you later. Yeah. Let me know what happens in the call. Bye. Right. So, <laughs> so. Now she makes her choice to go to Kentucky and mm -hmm. she had an exciting four years there. So talk to us about her time there from achieving many accolades, such as the SEC player of the week eight times, then player of the year two times to her team later on winning the SEC tournament championship this year, which was 40 years in the making. Right. Yeah. Her freshman year was you know phenomenal I mean she came in um onto the co college scene and I tell people as an unknown you know I mean people know Ryan Howard now but yeah who knew a Ryan Howard coming in mm -hmm. so um she just she came in and made her mark uh she you know, had already set her goals. I, I mean, I don't think her goal was, you know, eight-time SEC Player of the Week. Mm -hmm. But 
she she did want to be freshman of the year, SEC freshman of the year. Yeah. Uh, which she obtained and then of course went on to be a unanimous national freshman of the year. So then, I mean, I guess she, you know, got the taste and she was hungry because she's always been a gym rat and she just, you know, went on to work harder. Uh, of course, even the summer before, you know, officially starting school, she played uh, U18 FIBA Americas. So she was in Mexico City and uh, the team won gold and um she was MVP, and I think that time I cried like that she won an award like that because it was on an international stage. She didn't lead the team in scoring, rebounding. Her stat line was just across the board. It was just a great stat line. You know, yeah. I think she maybe had like eight or nine points a game. Uh, five or six rebounds. I really got emotional because they saw what I see every time she gets on the court, yeah. the things yeah. that she does for her teammates. And so that was like the first time I had ever cried for her for getting an award because it didn't stand out to everybody, mm. you know? Uh, so from there, she flew to Italy because her team was... Um, during their international tour and um, the coaches immediately after, you know, she played in her first game there was like, Oh my God, she is such a blessing. Thank you for, I was like, what? (laughs) She was like, Oh my God. You know, all of them calling. Oh, thank you for having Ryan Howard. Thank you. Get off my phone. (laughs) But, I mean, her freshman year was, I thought, one for the book. Her sophomore year, I mean, wow, she leads, she's the second leading scorer in the nation. And, I mean, rebound, I mean, she just stepped it up. Because, you know, her teammates played so hard for her. They uh, had a no-quit attitude. And she loves that. She thrives off of that. So if she steps it up, you can just see the other teammates just picking it up and going hard. And um, so she was SEC player of the year. Um, And then um, junior year, about to say, well, I think, let's see. I think that's when pandemic hit. Mm. So after, right after the SEC tournament, uh, she had to come home. And uh, so she, you know, was up in her room, of course, you know, her favorite pastime <laughs> <laughs> is sleeping. So after she <laughs> slept for a while, um, she got a, a text or an email or something about going to Atlanta, WNBA players. And professional players that were there and uh so for the rest of the time she said ma you think I should do it uh I was like what is it she was like it's just some kind of workout they wanted me to I was like yeah why not so she went 
And um, she came back and said, how was it? She was like, it was good. I was like, who was there? She was like, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) To um, Florida for the the bubble to prepare. Yeah. Yeah. So, but she ended up going to Atlanta for twice a week um, during the pandemic to work out, to play with WNBA players, professional players, former players. Everything. Yeah. See, and that helped her elevate her game. Absolutely. Right. Yep. You know, when we look at our kids and their growth, it's just so heartwarming for us as moms. Right. And then here we look at the staff and they talk about our kids. And Coach Elsie quoted the following about Ryan. She is the most versatile player I have ever coached. What sets her apart from everyone else is that she can play every position on the floor and be offensively and defensively exceptional at each. And then she quoted another time was Ryan has shown why she is the number one player in the country. When you hear this about your child. How does that make you feel? Because you've been there from the beginning. So you've seen the then and you see the now or at that point, right? So when you hear a coach say these wonderful things about your child, like what what goes through your mind and how does that make you feel? Um, I agree with what she said. Um, And I mean, I could be biased along with Coach Elsie, but her being the best player, the best female player in the country, because she wasn't surrounded by other McDonald's All-Americans. She wasn't surrounded by post players. She was, you know, the team, which she never referred to herself as the team. Mm. I never referred to herself as, you know, the team. She played for her team. uh, And she played hard for her team. So for her to, you know, have the stat line that she had, for her to, you know, get her teammates at some point to play for her, for the school, for the team, you know, says a lot. Uh, Now, was she recognized a lot for the no? Because, you know, a lot of the individual awards are based off of team uh, accomplishments yeah you know who gets it you know that's just <laughs> you know oh well yeah you know but <laughs> but you know it is what it is um but she soon you know she came to grips with that her sophomore year when she felt like she should have been national player of the year um and after that she you know she just played hard for herself um but the best player absolutely um because her iq is off the charts mm-hmm. um she's playing offensively like four different positions she's playing she's averaging probably like 39 minutes a game um because subs come you know you know somebody may get in foul trouble so she can go from the two to the four, you know, somebody comes back in, she's playing the point guard, you know, she's the three. Yeah. And um, you know, of course, fans 
you know, sportscasters, news before they see her, you know, sometimes she's standing in the corner. Oh, it's time, it's Ryan time. She needs to take over the okay, she might need to catch her breath because she's been, right. been on the court. They don't, you know, and and I get it, you know, everybody wants, I mean, wants Ryan time. Uh, but Ryan won't sometimes. But, it, you know, for a player to sustain all that and, you know, still come out on top, still come out as an All-American, um, I mean, a three-time AP All-American, she's one of nine. You know, wow. she's in elite company. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you can't take that away from her, whether her team's losing or winning, where she's surrounded by McDonald's all player, all American players or not. Yeah. She did it. Yeah. You know, she did that. So, and, you know, in the midst of all the players on all these teams, she still stood out enough to go from an unknown kid coming into college to put some respect on my name, you know, and yet I she love you know, say that. I love you say that. So after four years at Kentucky <laughs> university, Ryan is ready for the WNBA draft. Statistics show that only 0.8% of NCAA girls make it to the WNBA and 42% will not play. Getting drafted is very hard and making a roster is even harder. That night, Ryan went number one. So now you're sitting there with your family and you have your kids there with you and your baby just got drafted number one. Just tell us about that moment for you, because like I just said, it was so it's so hard to get there. But she went first. She didn't go 21st or 31st. She went first. So tell us about that moment. Um, very emotional. Um, it was uh, very wrong for mm -hmm. her because I wanted to see that genuine emotion from her. Mm. Um, because leading up, you know, of course, you know, the mock drafts, will she go one? Will she go two? She had been talking with Coach T-Bone. She had been talking with um, uh, Lynn Dunn, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, she had been talking with the Liberty, you know, everybody. But, you know, she had really been talking a lot with Coach T-Bone. I mean, like, then some of his players, like, came to the SEC tournament. So she was, you know getting comfortable with I think I might go number one and I think I might be going to Washington so we were talking and she was like you know it might be cool to go to a team of veteran players so you know I can still learn something but I'm not scared of them I can still go in and do my thing you know because I don't have to you know she said she met with coach Chibo and he was like well I don't need you to play 30, 35 minutes a game, you know, I need you to maybe play 20 minutes a game or 25 minutes a game and just do Ryan things. But she was like, I can do that. You know, and I was like, well, hey, when you get out there, just make it hard for you, 
them to pull you off the court. She said, and you know it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she was getting used to the idea. And then when she was in Minneapolis, um, her agent was like, uh, yeah, so Atlanta wants to talk to you. <laughs> and she was like, uh, why? <laughs> <laughs> And so it's like, uh, it may be a trade. So now she's conflicted because now she's thinking, I have to carry another team. And, you know, where she was going to a veteran team, you know, so I was like, well, hey, you're you're good. You know, whatever, you're good. And, you know, meet with them. I think she met with Atlanta. She met with New York. And, of course, you know, she talks all the time with, Lynn Dunn. She calls her Dunn Dunn. (laughs) (laughs) But um, to hear number one, like the genuine emotion, like, so after, you know, she knew about the trade, so she was now embracing, okay, so if I'm going to have to make this my team, Atlanta, and be no more, I got to, you know, get my mind right. Yeah. So teacher gets the call from Atlanta that they want to call and tell her that they, I was like, uh, no, I was like, my kid isn't good at faking. She's going to get up there. <laughs> There'd be no kind of emotion. <laughs> <I'd be> like, <laughs> she's like, well, and she's like, well, I don't think she should just say no, tell him. No, don't tell her. Don't tell her. So we didn't tell her. So we were bowling the night before the draft. And so um, I think Tisha had gotten a call from Lynn Dunn. Mm -hmm. She shows Ryan her phone. Wow. Ryan looking like, oh, my gosh. I said, oh, yeah, I forgot. Dunn Dunn called me earlier. She was like, what'd she say? I said, (laughs) we'll talk about it later. Because I told Tisha that I was going to tell her. Yeah. (laughs) And... um, so I got in the tie. I, I actually eventually told her, yeah, it's something about there may be another trade. You know, Dundon really wants you in Indiana. I said, so if they can get number one, they're going to get number one. They're taking you. But if Atlanta's like, no, then I said, it's a possibility you may go number two. She looked so dejected. I felt so... <laughs> I felt hurt. I was like, oh my gosh, did I go too far? <laughs> um, but when we heard her name at number one, of course, I knew. And she stood, uh, I mean, she was sitting at the table. She was like, oh my gosh. She was like, my stomach's hurting, mom. She was like, I don't know. She said, like, I've never felt like this. She was like, what am I going to do? She said, like, you know, and <laughs> when Kathy came out, you know, and, and she heard her name, she looked at me. I thought you good. She stood up. And she's like, you know, I stood up and, you know, she was about in tears. She didn't want to cry. But, yeah. You know, she's hard like that. <laughs> and she get up and, and those were genuine emotions. And that's what I wanted to see from her. Yeah. And uh, so she went up there and was at a loss for words before she really regained composure and was able to speak. So, yes. Um, and so later she was like, so what did Dundun really say to you? I was like, huh? She was like, when she called, I said, oh yeah, she didn't call me. I was like, 
mom i was like yeah i'm sorry <laughs> i, I get it <laughs> yeah yeah you just wanted that real emotion right you don't want you know and and ryan seems so quiet and humble mm-hmm. and some people you just don't know they happy they sad you can't tell their emotion mm-hmm. so you don't want you know to I mean her to go up there number one and she's like thanks Thank you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm ha- I'm really happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she was speechless. Yeah. And she was like, oh my God. Oh my God. And you see it and and the and the host, I guess, I'm not sure what her name was, or the commentator, she kept saying. Holly, yeah. Holly yes, Rose. yes. And she was like, Ryan shaking. <laughs> she was surprised at the emotion. So I get why you did that. Cause like, you know what? She's about to go to number one. You know yeah. what I mean? Let her really soak that yes. in. Because yes. that is important. Mm-hmm. That is important. You got some people that don't go drafted at all. Right. Right. You know what I mean? You'll never get this moment again. You cannot reenact this moment again. So this is it. This is your moment. You know what I mean? Enjoy it now. So I, I feel you. <laughs> so Ryan has such an impact on pretty much everywhere she's played. Mm -hmm. What type of impact do you feel that she will have now with the Atlanta dream and as a WNBA player? Um, like I said earlier, I think she'll be a better professional than she ever was a collegiate player. And so I think the impact would be, and I think, you know, like I said, I was, uh, down there, uh, over the weekend and just to hear her talk about um coach Wright, you know she was like I think when they met or whatever she's yeah I already told uh, Tanisha that you know I can write up a class shoulder some of my plays and uh, <laughs> like this is not your team yet girls <laughs> she's like well she was like okay we'll take a look at them or whatever she's like yeah so I also asked, you know, what were we doing the first couple? Ryan, <laughs> listen, it's a different world for her, right? Let her so, embrace the moment. Let her embrace it. So I, I think, um, you know, as she's preparing um, for the season, um, the impact that. Uh, I think I think it'll be great. I yeah. think she will embrace um, the moment. I think she will embrace um, why Atlanta mm-hmm. traded to get her. Yeah, and you know, just really realize that hey, I, I, and she needs to realize. Okay, so I've not played to my highest potential. This is it. This is the time for me to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ron is usually blowing up the stat sheets when she plays. So what keeps her so confident and resilient and motivated to stay on the top? She's competitive. Yeah. She's competitive um, against everybody, against herself. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, that's it. Just period, competitiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was Coach Elsie who said, for a young girl to see a player of Ryan's caliber on the court, that gives them hope and inspires them to be better. What message do you think Ryan would give to young girls 
Um, I think she would tell them to um, just believe in themselves, to, to work hard when somebody says you can't. Uh, just show them that you can. Amen. Um, because, you know, she's heard that. Um, she's heard uh, Ryan Howard, oh, she's not that good. And she shows them how good she really is. And then you, the narrative after that, and literally it was like, if you have not seen Ryan Howard play, you need to go see her play in person. This yeah. kid can play. Yeah. So I think, you know, the advice for any young girl would be just believe in yourself, get you some new haters. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 I love that. What did she say? Um, I need some new haters because my old ones are fans. Yes. Yes. I said that. I said, I love her. Good for her. Absolutely. <laughs> But you know what? I love that confidence that she has, right? She, um, she, does, she does have a lot of confidence. Um, she's not cocky with it. Right. She just has that confidence and she shows it on the court. That's right. Um, she's good and she knows what she's doing. Now mm-hmm. it's what she's going to do with that opportunity, right? Right. So, right. so raising professional athletes comes with many blessings and challenges. So as a new WNBA mom, what is something that you would like advice on? Just probably everything. Yeah. Um, like right now, I, I don't know, you know, just, you know, like I just veteran courtside moms help. Yeah. Come give me some love <laughs> and tell me what I need love to it. know. You will always get love from from moms. I guarantee that. And you know what? For me, I can just say stay in that moment. You know what I mean? Because this is new and never be shy to ask questions. You don't know. You don't know. How could you know something that you've never lived? Right. right? Like, how would you know? And people always say, oh, no, don't worry about it. And it's like, no. I, what do you mean? Don't worry about it. And right. For me, it took some steps um, of learning what it is to be an NBA mom. because. You know, I, I come from Canada and now I'm entering a whole different space. So I didn't know that many people. Um, and I didn't. It's in the basketball industry, right? So I was like, oh, my God, who do I ask and what do I do? And what if they think I'm weird? And, and after a while, I was like, I don't care because I had a lot of questions to ask. You know what I mean? For for a, a young NBA mom. So for me, it's. Try to find as many resources that you can. It's much easier now. Use your agency. You know what I mean? This is what I need. Please help me get that. And agencies are usually fantastic and they will help you because they want your child to succeed too, right? Yes. You mean your child succeeds, they succeed. So, you know what I mean? So, and, and, and usually they take care of families. So my advice to you is just don't be afraid to ask questions. And for Ryan is just stay it's beautiful that she's confident, but at the same time, stay humble, stay humble so that she can listen and she can learn because right. they are vets there, right? And they'll mm-hmm. teach her, but she's got to be teachable. Right. 
Right. right. So, and I just, I, I'm just so excited to see what's to come with your daughter. I really am. Uh, she's a fantastic, fantastic individual. And what I loved about her when I was watching her, it was just hard to read her. I was like, she, she, okay? she happy. I don't know. So, <laughs> so I just can't wait now to see what's to come. But I did notice that her attitude in interviews and her attitude on the court totally different yes you know what I mean and I was like wait yeah. where does where does this player come from with so much fire where two minutes ago you know what I mean she's interviewing and they're asking her questions and she's like yeah, hmm, yeah. I don't know we'll mm-hmm. see yeah in a minute in a minute she's you know what my son is the same I mean like I'm, even when she was going through recruitment and coaches would ask her a question you know it was like one or two words and then she's shocked when they ask a follow-up question ryan mm-hmm. okay like if you continue to answer in one yeah shock when there's a follow-up question yeah i said so if you're gonna <laughs> answer answer you know to give them more detail so that they can move on to the next question so you can't get mad well why that yeah you just said no <laughs> so come on now now they want to know why no right <laughs> <laughs> so she had to like because she hated talking yeah to the coaches and I mean literally would just get agitated if, if a follow-up question and so I'm laughing at her then she's getting mad hey <laughs> but you see and that is that is a great example where my son was the same so and still is so I mean he now he's very outspoken when he's asked questions Right. Mm -hmm. But Ron will eventually get there. But that is something that you can just say, for example, speak to your agency about and say, hey, how can we prepare her for interviews? Do mock interviews. Yes. You know what I mean? Because the worst thing you want is the number one draft to get up there. And and I don't know. And well, we'll see. And yes. Uh huh. No. What? It's like, yes. <laughs> so, and and for her, that's genuine. That's who she is. However, you know, to the public, they're waiting. What'd she say? She said right. no. What? What? So, <laughs> and, and speak up. Yes. Yes. She she speaks so low. Yep. And mm-hmm. I tell her, if I have to say hum more than twice, I'm not. And she said, did you hear me? Did I answer? No. Yes. Yeah. So I just, I, and that's what I love because it's, it, to me, that's just, that's so authentic. That is, you know what I mean? So you can't blame the child, but now you're in the public eye. So right. just, you know what I mean? Speak a little bit louder and mm-hmm. believe you me, she will be so comfortable with it soon. She just has to get there like everybody yeah. else. Right. So, yeah. so before we get into the fun facts. Tell me, what is it like being the courtside mom of Ryan Howard? Um, it's fun. Uh, she and I, uh, we have a relationship that uh, is almost like we're best friends. Um, we people watch with each other and we may, you know, ad lib or... Um, We just hang out. Sometimes we'll just watch TV. We'll pick a movie or we'll do a puzzle. Um, I mean, it's cool. We're just pretty chill uh, when we're together. It's like, Ryan, what do you want to do? I don't know. 
you know, Ryan, what do you want to eat? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you, you know, and me, you know, it's like, I'm an introvert. And then, you know, when it comes time to do something, I'm like trying to find a way not to go. She'll, you know, sometimes she's in, but if it's time to do something, are we still going? I'm thinking, I was really hoping you say no, but <laughs> she's yeah. ready to go. Now you so. can say no. A one right. word answer. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, we have a really good relationship. So yeah. I saw it, I think, an Instagram uh, uh, post that said uh, daughters are like your broke best friends. So I shared it with her. I said, well, I said, can I still be your best friend? (laughs) Even though you're not broke anymore. (laughs) She didn't respond. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to have to invite you back. Yeah. 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 In a couple of months. And I'm going to say, RJ. Y'all best friends yet? Yeah. Right. I'm going to call you back. Yeah. Yeah. Or just text you and say, what happened? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, and I just love that you guys have this on the court, off the court relationship. You know what? Because it's so important for us to remain as parents mm-hmm. with our kids and with you having a coaching background, you know what I mean? Like you, you there is that separation mm-hmm. where like you're, you're not, you're coach mom and then your mom. Yeah. And w- like when you're saying, oh, we play, we do puzzles together. We watch movies. That's amazing because our kids, they need to still see us in that light. They still need mom. They still need that person where I can just go to when I just need downtime because they're in the limelight all day long. Right. You know what I mean? And there are people running after them for autographs and they, they want to go have lunch and people are click, click, taking pictures and all that. And it's beautiful. and They love it. <laughs> But sometimes it's like, you know what? Thank you so much. I just want to sit and eat and let me just do this first. And then I'll be more than happy to take pictures later. And fans are the best. They really are the best. They really are. But sometimes it's just like, just give me a minute. Give me a minute. So, you know what I mean? And that minute is usually with their families. So for her to say, you know what? I can just leave Atlanta and I can go home to mom's and chill and be here in like an hour and 35 minutes. There you so. go. Enjoy some mom time and then go back to work. So yeah. good for you. And we yeah. are, like I said, so excited for her rookie year. Wish you both the best. Thanks. So let's get into fun facts. Okay. What is Ryan's go-to dish that you make that she must always have? I see the roll of the eyes already. <laughs> <laughs> that would be white bean chicken chili year round if she can and I didn't have to make it though yesterday I was like do you want uh no you don't have to make it this time but that's her go-to I will have to make it and I'll probably make it and take it when I go back this weekend so she can have it in her freezer so you said when you go back this weekend you just came from Atlanta so (laughs) (laughs) so let's talk about that real quick mom how often do you think you're going to go back and visit her now that okay, she's in so, the WNBA? Well, you know, it's a preseason <laughs> game. So I want to go see that. I want to, you that. know, it's I'm, that's my excuse. It's a yep. preseason game. Yeah. You're like, so what yeah. happened was, yeah. So right. you're, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you see, Ryan's going to be like, 
I think my best friend moved in. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why she didn't add to you. That's why. Right. <laughs> so my next fun fact question is, other than a basketball, what is one childhood item that she just didn't want to live without? Um, her arts and crafts. Hmm. Is she like an artist? Does she like to draw? Yes. She wow. she loves to draw. Um, mainly cartoon characters. Uh, well, specifically SpongeBob. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> hey. You never know what she can do with that in the future, right? After the WNBA, after she right. plays years and years, who knows? Right. Okay, we'll have to look out for that. Did she or does she have a nickname? And if and if so, what was it or what is it? Her nickname, um, which I didn't give it to her, but um, <laughs> is Renee, which is spelled the same way as Ryan. Uh, and she obtained, um, she was a baby, was going in for a checkup and the nurse came out and, you know, of course she looked at the name, she looked at us, she was like, uh, <laughs> Renee, it's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause you know, African-American women, we like to be creative <laughs> with our names and I guess you know she was like hey I could you know no ma'am Ryan oh, <laughs> so oh most God. times I might you know Ryan Renee or I'm like Renee come do this for me and she she does it she comes you know so that's the nickname I gave her I well I didn't ask. give it to her but I called yep. her <laughs> so you got to explain the H the R-H you got to explain the H <laughs> so yeah so um, my mom, you know, I'm RH. My name's Rabonjas, RH. My older sister's Rhonda, you know, so she wants to do the RHs. Um, and of course, actually, she just wanted to do the R sounds. So I have a brother that's uh, Reginald. So I followed suit. My son's name is Rashawn, but his is RA. And then I'm like, well, I'll do RH with her. I'm Ryan. And uh, so it's like RH. And then there you go. I love it. Listen, <laughs> I feel you because my kids you know got H in their do. names too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> listen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, listen. When I had my first son, I was 19. So yeah, he's K-H-E-M. And then my second son, <laughs> D'Andre, it's D-H, Andre. So anyway, I feel you. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, that H just crept up in that name. Anyway, so... <laughs> What advice would you give to another courtside mom about dealing with a coaching decision that she does not agree with? Um, I mean, just deal with it. Um, I wouldn't, ne I wouldn't uh, address the coach at all um, because the coach missed the coach's team. Yeah. Period. Uh, so. I mean, you can talk it over with your your child if you want. You know, like you know. So, what were y'all trying to, you know? What did you hope to accomplish when you were going through, or what did the coach think? You know, but basically, all you can do is just deal with it. You know. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, 
you know, and I wouldn't send, you know, your child to talk because, you know, that's what, hey, sit right here for, <laughs> for a couple of games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So what you're saying is the advice you would give to another mom is, listen, own it in, keep it to yourself. Right. You know, you can talk about it, you know, with your family. Well, I didn't like because there are, you know, plenty of times that you don't agree with the coaches. Yeah. But it's not your team. Yeah. So, you know, hey. There's some parents you just can't give a whistle to, eh? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Anyway, don't get me started. What advice would you give to a player on how to deal with a tough teammate? Um, wow. So I would deal with a tough teammate. It can be tricky. Yeah. Um, I would try to, um, you know, go to the captain, you know, first. I wouldn't try to, well, you I mean, you can talk to them first just to see you know if they're going to be in their right mind to uh, talk to you if not you know get the captain maybe um a team meeting uh just or you know just to see you know get everything out hey this is how I'm feeling you know maybe I'm wrong but you know I think you know this teammate is just being just absolutely difficult uh I don't think they're doing what's in the best interest of the team and it could hurt us in the long run you know how can we rectify this yeah you know without you know just you know because it's easy to you know one-on-one you can do that and then like when you're in a group setting nobody wants to say anything until that one person says something you know that is not afraid to you know it's like well I don't like how and then everybody just because you never really know that person being difficult could be going through something. That's right. So, you know, talk to them. They may open up and talk to you. Hey, you know, I've been dealing with such and such, blah, blah, blah. You know, how can I help? Right. If they're not in their right mind, you know, talk to your captains. Yeah. You know, we got to get this under control because it could hurt the team. Yeah, and then yeah. after that, if it's not, then you take it to the coaches. Of course, because you're going to be together for a minute. So right. you right. got to travel <laughs> together. You know what I mean? You're on the road all the time. You got to practice. So, right. yeah, it is tough. It is tough. So my last question to you is if you could only give one piece of advice to another courtside mom, what would that advice be? Um, I would tell moms to listen to their their players their child yeah um because um we may know the their goals whether it be their long-term goal their ultimate goal whatever but somewhere along the line things can change Mm. and take a detour And we're still just focused on that and we're trying to get them that. So I would, you know, just listen, talk to your child, listen, and really understand what's going on and where they want to be. Yeah. And, and help them that way. See, I love that advice from what I'm hearing is what you're saying is grow with your child. Yes. Grow 
through that experience with them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't be stagnant. You know, now it's 2022. Don't stay in 2022. You know what I mean? They're going to go forward, move along with them. And and that's a beautiful advice because you, you, we want to still have things in common with our kids. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And have those conversations and understand what we're talking about because that does help. Like, I never want to be that mom where I just have no idea what my child's talking about. Right. None, none. Like, we we speak all the time and I'm always just offering advice or just, what's up? How do you feel? Mm-hmm. They're about to play in the playoffs in a couple of minutes. You know, I've already sent him my message to him before, you know what I mean? Telling him what I feel mm-hmm. and just encouraging him to do you. Just play the way you I normally play. Yeah, we I have to. <laughs> you know, and and... I listen, a lot of players appreciate that from their parent. Mm-hmm. Different. You know what I mean? If you yeah. had sent her that text 10 years ago, <laughs> when the moms didn't know exactly. What is that? Exactly. Girl, you at the game. Yep. 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 Like, mom, don't text me, okay? I don't like that. Now she probably looks out for the text, right? She does. She's, yes. Yeah. You see? So I love that. And that's and that goes to your point of growing with your kids. Mm-hmm. Right. So love it, love it, love it, RJ. Mm-hmm. I thank you so much. I loved our time together. I learned so much more about you and Ryan Renee. So right. Ryan Renee. Oh, that's amazing. And thank you for coming on Courtside Mom. Thank you for having me. Do it naturally.